0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. Here with Jeff Vaccaro from the House. I didn't butcher that, right? Got Vaccaro, it right.
1: not Vaccaro. Vaccaro, absolutely. Vaccaro.
0: perfect. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about bars, why you would buy one, how you can buy one at such a young age while you're still in college, and also surviving COVID. Um, before we get started, big shout out to our wonderful sponsors lia Real Estate and Government Taco. Stay tuned to the end, hear a little bit more about them, but without further ado, Jeff, welcome to the show, man. Good to be here. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Absolutely. Took a, took a little few months out to plan it, but we're
1: here. <laughs> you're, you're a busy man. <laughs> the show is busy. I'm <laughs> yeah. a busy man. The show is busy. Absolutely. But since you are here, who are you, man? What do you do? So I'm Jeff Vaccaro. I own a college bar in Tigerland, the house. Um, you know, it, we are a bar for LSU students and alumni 18 to 23 is kind of our target um and you know we put on a party every night party every
0: night well Tuesdays through Saturday Tuesday through Saturday (laughs) not every night don't show up on Sunday we keep the Lord's (laughs) day holy that's right that's right no Sunday brunches (laughs) no no although that patio it could host one Sunday brunch with your pizzas yeah it could could work breakfast pizza I love it. So how did you, how did you, how did you get into this, man? I mean, this is a, it's a bar. You're not a very well advanced man in years. Yes. So you're a young feller.
1: How, yeah. How'd you get here, dude? Um, so I started working there when I was about 18 years old. Um, I just went there a lot, obviously, as people in college do go to a college bar. <laughs> and, uh, I figured, you know, I'm spending all of my money here. I might as well work here and try to get some stuff for free. And so, uh, started working there and, um, you know really enjoyed it and and um you know at first it was just kind of a fun college job and then uh kind of as I got to get past the door and kind of into bartending and into you know like becoming an assistant manager before general manager um you got to kind of see more of the business side of stuff which was what I was really interested in and I was like wow this isn't just like a place where i come and like you know just drink and have a good time like this is a business <laughs> yeah and, this is this is actually a business yeah and like i was just kind of like whoa it's like a business just like any other business i've always been interested in and so um you know it was just really fun to see stuff on that side of things and uh that's when i got i guess interested in it okay so what did you what
0: did you major in <clears throat> while you're at lsu
1: i was in finance at lsu
0: okay so you were already in the business mind yeah and those 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 curious thoughts are running through your head. Well, how much, if I'm paying six bucks for this beer, what does it cost them? Right. Right. My head was all <laughs> around that. Trust me. Trust me. Gotcha. So work in the front. And, you know, I think the big thing for any college student is if you offer them free stuff, they're there.
1: <laughs> yes, they will come. Free
0: food, even more will come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that's kind of, uh, at least pre-COVID, that was kind of our, our model. It, it was like, uh, you know, like we we're gonna do free drinks eight to ten and like you bring that you go to other schools and say that and they're like, What? You you do free drinks? How does that work? Wait, that doesn't happen outside of LSU? No, dude. It's like it's like an LSU thing. And uh really? and so we do it, I mean, we were doing it four or five nights a week before COVID and uh, you know, and people ask her like how how does that work? And it's like, Well, you know, you're drinking well vodka, it's a college bar. <laughs> That bottle is five dollars. You pay a five dollar cover at the door. As long as you don't drink a bottle of liquor in two hours, well then, you know, we're all right. We're gonna break even. Somebody somebody yeah. might uh try to try to beat that though. Yeah, they might <laughs> we start paying, yeah, start paying people a dollar to come drink here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So y'all
0: that was y'all's big thing. That was kinda how y'all got everybody through the door. Absolutely. Was that free cover?
1: Yep. And yep. then
0: COVID kind of
1: came in. Yeah, COVID changed some stuff for us a little bit for the whole industry. Wow. Yeah. So what 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 was that like for y'all? Um, <clears throat> it, 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 you know, kind of like we were talking about before the show to get college, you know, young adults to to come out to Tigerland, a college bar and sit down in a table uh, for for four or five hours and drink and, and, and tell them, hey, don't get up. And if you do get up to go to the bathroom, put your mask on, yada, 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 that's really tough to do yeah, uh, with a room full of drunk college kids. So, um, you know, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. I'm glad that, you know, it, for now, that part's over. Yeah, COVID is
0: is no more. Yeah, for now, for now. We hope. Yeah, so, okay, so you were, you were working for them, enjoying your free stuff. Yeah. Then you started seeing the business side of things. I mean, how do you, at such a young age, purchase a bar? So- Yes. Yeah, so I, I was, I mean, because what, what age were you when you bought the bar? Just right. for reference. So
1: I was 20 years old. 20. So you couldn't even legally drink beer and That's you correct. A bar. That's correct. My partner was 23. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So he, he was the grown man in, in our business relationship. Grown man at 23. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, the old owners, I think we're, we're kind of ready to get out and, uh, you know, there's three of them, you know, two, two of them had been recently married and, uh, they were starting to think about having kids and this, that, and the other. And so they were kind of like, Hey, we're, we're, we're done with this. We're ready to get out. Um, would y'all have any interest in buying it? And they approached me and Casey with that. And we were like, well, absolutely. You know what? 20 and 23 year old wouldn't have interest in buying. Yeah, we on a bar. <laughs> yeah, like just like, think of all the parties. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, and, and so, uh, but when we told them we're like, we would love to, but the problem is we don't have any money, man. Like we've been bartending here, we've been working door here, managing here, whatever. And, and so they were able to uh, uh, work a deal out with us. They did some owner financing and stuff, and we're really grateful to them for that. They kind of helped us get our start in it, and so we're we're super grateful for that.
0: So so then you you do the owner financing, which is brilliant, by the way. I mean, that is, <laughs> that, that's a question for young entrepreneurs that they need to be asking. If they're going to a, yeah. purchase a business, whatever Absolutely. it is, be like, hey, look, you know, I don't have the cash. You know, I've I've either worked for you for so long, or I've yeah. got a good reputation. You know, I'm a hustle. Why yeah. don't we talk owner financing? Yeah. You know, I'll pay you every much, ever so much every month, and we'll set up a purchase price, and we'll start working that debt down. And that way, you can have your hands completely off, and we'll be running the day to day operations. And a- absolutely. You'd be surprised how many people will actually look at that and say,
1: "Okay, this is not a bad deal for me." Absolutely, and 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 I think that's what they saw interest in is you know. Um, we were, you know, we gave them a slightly higher purchase price than, than it was probably yeah, you, worth. You give them a premium. Well, you pay a premium, but we were able to get our foot in the door with with very little capital. And so exactly like you said, if if there's entrepreneurs out there that are looking to get their foot in the door with with something that they cannot afford, then uh, at the time, then I think owner financing is an awesome way to go about stuff. And then you have the, the opportunity of saying, hey, I'm 20 and I own a bar. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it'll be really my, cool conversation. My employees starter. can't legally serve me, but I, I own yeah. the place. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They should have like some, they don't have any like rules you can't, how can you buy b- I, al-
1: <laughs> alcohol for a bar? This just, really, it just blows my it, mind. It blew my mind too. And like that was one of the first questions like my mom and dad had when I told them, I was like, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to buy a bar. They're like, Jeffrey, you can't even buy a Michelin. Like, <laughs> how are you going
0: to put an order in for yeah, the bar? Yeah,
1: how are you going to buy 20 cases of vodka and I'm like well you know my, my lawyer says it's not a problem <laughs> and so uh yeah no I think it's just kind of similar to like when you're a bartender you can you can serve the alcohol while 18 you just can't consume it um and I think since we were purchasing it through an entity that held up ABC and ATC license we yeah, were hey you met the
0: qualifications yeah
1: we were good to go on paper like, yeah. clearly they they don't have any age requirements
0: <laughs> yeah, except and, 18 maybe yeah maybe 18. I would, I would assume, I would hope. I would oh yeah. Assume. Well, I mean, cause bartenders to be 18, right? Bartenders to be 18. Okay. Yeah. So then how do you navigate the rest of your
1: college career? I mean, you're 20 you You're what yeah. a sophomore? I was a sophomore buying yeah. a company. How do you navigate year. it after that? So, uh, I did it, uh, for, for one more semester and then, uh, you know, decided, you know, this is something I'm really interested in, not just, you know, the house, but business as a whole. And, um, you know, uh, I really enjoyed doing it. I, I think I'm, I was decent at it. And so I was like, this is something I want to pursue. I, I was learning a lot on the fly, just kind of getting tossed to the fire. Um and, and so uh, you know, I, I did one more semester and decided, hey, I think I'm gonna focus on this. And um, and and that's what I did. Okay. So it was a sophomore and a half. You were like, Hey, I'm done with
0: yeah, done with college. Yeah. And how was that how did your parents take that? No, no, no.
1: they're here now you, they're hear here. Little, you hear the little laugh in the bag they they weren't too fond of it up front um, but but um I think I think after that first year or two um, you know we were able to grow the business a little bit in some areas obviously we were, we were there every night and so we saw some areas where they were leaving some money on the table or you know they weren't capitalizing on on some subsets of the market that we thought they could capitalize on and um you know we were there every night so we were able to see that and we put that in place and uh you know after that first year year and a half i think they kind of started realizing, like well you know maybe maybe jeffrey was right maybe maybe he can run a bar maybe he he can. Can, maybe he knows a little bit about a yeah, bar <laughs> and maybe he can treat it like a business and so uh yeah and so that's the other thing though is that you know as soon as we bought it i, I pretty much stopped drinking i mean like i drink you know, maybe four times a year. And it's like, right now I'm just having this beer. (laughs) Uh, It's just, you know, uh, not that I don't like it or that I can't control myself when I do it. It's just, you know, I I like being sober. Yeah. Yeah. You like, well, you like being fully aware
0: of everything that's happening. And especially as a business owner, you know, you can't, you can't show up to do your job. I mean, I'm sure you've seen an episode or a dozen of Bar Rescue, you know, what's the (laughs) biggest thing that they say when they go to meet the owner's? They're drunk when they're, they're working hammered. their shift. They're hammered. Yeah. And so they can't operate the bar very well, and that's why the business is failing. Absolutely. So you, you keep that that sober mind, that clear mind, you can run it very
1: well. Absolutely. And, there, you know, there's a ton of liability in it. And, and you just always want to have that clear mind running around and you know if you see something that doesn't look right or or, or you, you see somebody that needs uh you know some help they're passed out whatever it is you know you' you're aware and you can you can help that person and get them up find their friends get them a water give them a slice of pizza you know whatever <laughs> it is and 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 so uh, being sober in that aspect while you're there um it, it's just it's always been better for me and I've, i felt like I can do my job better um, when i am
0: yeah and then if anyone ever comes in and starts questioning you know wanting to talk to the owner you right. don't
1: have to run and hide and be like no i'm here front and center and I, do and I think that's part of what it probably was up front <laughs> is that i was 20 and i was just terrified <laughs> that atc was gonna roll in and be like where's the owner and breathalyze me or something and so i just was like terrified for six months and then after that i was like you know it's i do my job way better when i'm sober so
0: yeah yeah and i think that Especially when you acquire a business or you get into a business and become a business owner at such a young age, that maturity level just skyrockets. Absolutely. Because it's no longer, hey, we're going out on a Friday night to have fun. You're saying, no, I'm going on a Friday night to make sure everybody else has fun. Not
1: because I'm their DD, but because I own the place where they're going. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're exactly right. Like, the whole aspect of the way I viewed it had to shift. Like, my friends were still coming out to the place that I own now, and I had to be like – you know, no, I can't take that Jager bomb with you, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm making sure everybody else has a great time, making sure the music's awesome, making sure people, you know, are, are, you know, the bathrooms are clean, the, the countertops are clean, this, that, and the other. Like, you know, I'm, more, I'm focused on on running a business, making sure you have fun. I can't drink with you, I'm sorry. Right, I'm just, you know, it's like a restaurant owner. You know, right. it's,
0: you have to be running around folks on the behind the scenes right. when everybody, all they see is that clean table with that clean plate. Right, right, exactly. So how, how did you kind of get, go against because i mean at, for a year you were really going against your parents right yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean just because I, I thinking about it you know back you know when i was starting companies my parents i come from an entrepreneurial family they're yeah. like oh yeah sure you know do whatever it is but it was never that oh i'm gonna drop out and like never that big that big, big leap. Step. which yeah. is a big leap because I mean, your your, your parents i guess had this mindset you yeah. know of oh this my kid you know yeah. has got to be someone in my head that i want them to be yeah you know no, and, it's it's, and then when you're saying, Hey,
1: nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, they, they, they supported me. They wanted what's the best for me. It's not that they, they never like, you know, discouraged me from, right. from a, going after what I wanted. It was just more of like, Hey, you, you just need to be really sure before yeah. you make this decision. And, and if you, and if you decide after, after that conversation with yourself that you're ready to do this and you want to take this step. We're in. We're behind you. And so I, I, you know, called them up one day and said, hey, I, I want to do this. I I love I love doing it. I I love the marketing. I love, you know, like making sure everybody has a great time, throwing a party every night. I, I really enjoyed. it. I think we're good at it. And they said, all right, well, we believe in you. We're, you know, you have our support. And so um, I'm really thankful to them. And, you know, like my sister, she was super she was a she was a good uh, way to. Discuss it with my parents without me directly <laughs> discussing it with my parents. Dude, let, me, let me balance this idea. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And she would go in and slide in a good word for me and be like, you know, mom, I, I think you could
0: probably do it. And that that is huge. You know, having, having parents that are, you know, that loving, that understanding to say, look, it may not be what we envisioned. You yeah, know, right, our 20 year old right. buying a bar, but right. we're, we're there with you every step of the way. And I think Absolutely. that is like a very first step for any entrepreneur to if they're young yeah, You know, having those parents be like, look, if it's something you really want to do, what can we do to help? You know, and that's Absolutely. huge to make sure that kind of continues.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they from from when I was a kid, I mean, I was, you know, I was always doing lemonade stands, this, that and the other lawn care business, whatever. And they were just always like, you know, if you work at something and you you like it, more, most importantly, you like it, you have fun with what you do and, and you believe in it. And that's something you want to do. And you, you, you know, work hard at it. We'll support you. They talk about good money, lawn care businesses, man.
0: So I had one, (laughs) I, my brothers and I, we started one. My oldest brother was 16. I was 11 and we started Don't need to work oh yeah. yeah oh yeah we started cutting grass and whenever they went off to college i took over the company and it was me and one other guy and like we would work three days a week and that's all we needed to work yeah <laughs> and, like, that was it we just we we had more than Make we 35 to do 40 bucks a cut and- oh and you get in you get in a neighborhood and you you are a young age so all the parents live in the neighborhood oh they're just doing some that's, good things that's so you cute come, come gra- yeah, yeah exactly yeah we played
1: into that a little bit oh absolutely we I, <laughs> me and my buddy we did it one from uh from about 16 years old till uh, I guess when we bought the bar uh, and, and we were 20. So, four years, we played into it too. We were just like, oh, we're the good old high school kid down the block. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, me and him, like behind the scenes, we're cutting these yards. We get back in the truck and we're like, man, we, we want to take Angelo's out of business. We're, we're, we're trying to get a thousand yards. I love yeah, it. Man. So, you've always had this entrepreneurial push, this drive since a young age. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it was. <laughs> my family helping out with that kind of stuff and and supporting me through that. And then the friends that I guess I just kind of graduated to with in, in, in high school and stuff were, you know, uh business minded as well and 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 we're super driven. And so um, you know, when you have friends like that and then you go home to a family like that that's always super supportive and like allows you to, you know, think and dream and and like come up with these these, you know, master plans, whether you think it's a really good idea and they think it's a really bad idea or not. Like you know, they'll sit you down, they'll, they'll they'll let you down easy or they'll build you up if they think it's a good idea. And so I think, uh, being around those kind of people, uh, you know, really helps. Yeah. It's that, that environment plays such
0: a critical factor for any successful business person or entrepreneur, whether it's their 60s starting a new company and they need the support of their family, whether all their kids or their wife or whomever, or they just need, you know, a good friend to say, look, it's a it's not the worst idea I've heard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, my mom is is uh, so she's she's a she's a CPA actually too. And so, oh really, CPAs yeah. represent yeah, absolutely. And so uh, you know when I have a new idea or, or me and my dad have a new idea, we'll, we'll go to my mom and say, "Hey, can you put this on paper? And tell us if this works." And sometimes I call her the Dream Crusher. But but she's always right. She's always right. She'll put it on paper, and she's like, Jeffrey, it, it doesn't make you know as much money as you thought it was going to make. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. But Okay, thanks for the help. So it's really good to have that in the family as well, too. It's somebody 100%. that I can go to with with business stuff and say, hey, look, I, I think... And I usually go to my dad first and say, hey, I think this is an awesome idea, and he thinks it's an awesome idea. I say, let's approach mom. <laughs> All right, let's bring, let's bring it to the <laughs> yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so uh, she's kind of the final fail-safe uh before I do anything so that's that's awesome to have that I love man you think how much of a role or how much of an impact did that kind of surroundings have on you I I think it was huge I mean I think that's probably uh you know why a lot of people that have are business minded and 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 stuff like that are are, are the way that they are it's just you know your your product of the environment that you're raised in and and you know like I used to go you know at night 8 30 you know I'd go. I'm 10 years old. I'd go crawl up on my mom and and watch her plug in spreadsheets. And I'm like, what's this mean? What's EBIT of? What's this? <laughs> she's like, well, Jeffrey, you're getting a little out of yourself. But, you know, she'd explain stuff to me. And so I, I always, you know, it was just like, wow, I thought that was really cool. My mom did it. My dad was interested in it. I was like, that's really cool. I want to be like them. And, uh, and so I took an interest in it
0: like it and then you went the, the finance route not the accounting
1: route. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense accounting was always a little boring to me boring
0: man i get it i get it yeah i get it i had uh <clears throat> melissa Torito, who is a cpa at falcon winkler she yeah. came on a couple weeks I wish ago that episode. and like her her and i beforehand we were just chatting and we were going on and on about oh like house taxis and going blah blah all this stuff yeah. and then like we had like i think like a five minute session within the show where we just started geeking out right over accounting stuff and we were all like oh this is great we look at the crowd everybody's sitting <laughs> there it's like oh what is yeah all right, next. Next. <laughs> next. yeah <laughs> so okay man <clears throat> so you, you leave you leave lsu you do this full time yeah what is it I mean what is it like <clears throat> running a bar i mean you you're only open so many hours a day. Does your yeah. sleep schedule shift? I mean, yeah, my sleep happens? schedule's
1: really bad. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's really bad. Um, you know, like I, I still only sleep like six to eight hours, like normal people, that's but good. like, that's good. My six to eight hours come at like 4am to 10am. <laughs> like that's my, that's my schedule. And so, um, and it's a little tough, like nights like tonight, we're not open on Monday night. We're recording this and, and like, Tonight, I probably still won't go to sleep till 2 just because, you know. Your body gets used to it. Body's used to it. Right. And I, I usually do a lot of work stuff that late at night. Like, you know, everybody else is asleep. Your phone's not buzzing, this, that, and the other. And you can kind of sit down and think through something or catch up on some of your QuickBooks stuff, this, that, and the other. And so um, I I find it kind of peaceful that late at night. Dude, that's, I love to hear how, like, involved
0: on the financial side of things you are. You're not just out there running it and trusting someone else to run right, it. You're right. like, no, I'm – Every step of the way. Like beforehand, you were going through invoices and seeing how much does this actually cost? Right.
1: But I, I got to give it to my partner, Casey. I, I couldn't make you a drink or a shot if you asked me to. <laughs> he's the bar guy. He's the one who makes the wheels turn on that end. Uh, you know, I just offer up what I can offer up. and and But, you know, as far as all that stuff goes, he is... 10 times better than I am and he's he's the man and all that stuff. So I got a great partner. Yeah. Well, you, you need that
0: in a business. Absolutely. You, you need someone with both sides of the equation. Someone who can look at the business, finance, financing of everything yeah. and someone who looks at the day to day. Hey, you know, why don't we try this new drink out? Why don't Absolutely. we offer this as a special? Mm-hmm. You know, you need that creative person from that side. And yeah. it's a good, you know, yin and yang relationship. Yeah.
1: And then another thing like you were talking about like specials and stuff like we, we take our managers out like we've got three college managers and we've got one full-time GM and we take them out to eat uh every Monday we go and we we call it spin the wheel we spin the wheel we put six restaurants in a wheel generator on Google and we just spin the wheel we go try a new restaurant every week and into so, oh, like when so we, it has to be a new place so I haven't been new, to a new place every oh. week that we've never been to and so like that. we'll go there and like you know, we're just hanging out. We take care of all the work stuff before we leave. And then we'll go to lunch. And And that's a really good way to just, you know, we're sitting out, we're having fun with, with them. And, and uh, that's where majority of our, our good ideas come from. Honestly, is them. They're just like, Hey, have y'all ever thought about doing this? Have you ever thought about doing that? And we listen to them because like the reason we were successful in the beginning is because we were the age of the people that were coming to our establishment. And so like now they're that age. And so we put a ton of stock into what they say. like, they're, they have their, their, their fingers on the pulse of, you know, what's going around campus. And so we're like, yeah, absolutely. If you've got an idea that you think's going to work, like, you know, run it by us. If we like it, like, yeah, we'll try it. Absolutely. We're not scared to try anything. Dude, and, and that, that <clears throat> tone at the top sets you up for success right there. Yeah.
0: I mean, being able to be the owners of the company and looking at your managers and your lower level employees and say, look, you have an idea. Just bring it to us. Don't be afraid. Yeah. If, it, if you think it's a bad idea, bring it to us. We'll chat about it. You know, like you said, they're your demographic you're after. Yeah. So who better than to learn from?
1: It's a free focus group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I mean, like we we have a group. me. We've got about um 50, 55 uh, part-time employees. They're all college students. And like if we're, if we're looking to do something, this, that, and the other, like we have a group me, a work group me, and you can do polls in it. And we'll, we'll straight up just send a poll. We'll be like, hey, what do y'all think? And they'll vote and they'll say, Jeff, that's a terrible idea. No, we shouldn't do that. Or, hey, yeah, that could Back probably work. the drawing work. board,
0: Jeff. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they'll tell me, which is awesome, you know, to have that level of, you know, honesty with them. is they're, they're not afraid to tell me like, Jeff, that probably won't work. And I'm like, awesome, good. Great feedback. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. We'll find something that does. Exactly. And then when it does, it'll stick and it'll be re- really better than the first one. Absolutely.
0: So when, when you bought... Um, the house what kind of a condition was it in you know like we were talking before the handful of times i've been there pre renovation yeah it uh
1: it was not yeah, no, so not what it is today it wasn't top tier <laughs> facilities i'll give you that it That's was right. uh, it was pretty beat up it, it it had been built in uh late 70s and um you know it, it was just a really old building and and um nobody i guess really had a reason to put you know some money into it and 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 pick it back up again and and so Um, you know, this past year, 2020, we thought, uh, you know, maybe it's time to get some working bathrooms, like, (laughs) you know, like at least more than one stall. Right, right. (laughs) Let's, let's get rid of these, uh, you know, these really old ceiling tiles that like have absorbed smoke from when you could smoke in bars, you know, like let's get rid of all this stuff. And so we did, we did a renovation and, and, um, you know, we think we have the best facilities out there now. And so that's been uh, a big draw. Um, for people and hopefully will be for years to come is just you know you can come there you can expect a clean fun environment uh you got plenty of bathrooms you know like we've had some people come in literally pay five dollars cover just so they can come use the bathroom <laughs> you know like because not no other bathrooms out there work and so they're like oh yeah oh my god yeah we need a clean bathroom for the yeah night. so yeah. like and on that Tigerland
0: as a whole you know it's it's with 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 y'all starting at renovations and some other bars looking to start renovations. It looks like it's trying to make a turn and make a new face of itself. I mean, what does that look like? What would that be like for the community? If everyone was to go in, maybe not, you know, to the exact scale, but at least kind of revamp the places. What do you think that would do?
1: Yeah, no, I think it would be, it would be huge. Uh, Number one for just perception. Like, you know, you got to think about, you know, I don't know, 40% of, of our customers like are in school. They're in school full time. They might have a little college job for the most part. Most of the income comes from mom and dad. And like, yeah. if, if you know, they see stories about how terrible Tiger Lane is and disgusting and this, that, and the other, like they're going to say, well, you know, little Jimmy, you probably shouldn't be spending money at these places anymore. Maybe you should go check out X, Y, and Z. And so I think it'd be huge just perception wise if, um, you know, even if we just did a small scale revamp, which I've talked to, you know, some of the other owners out there and they're super interested in doing it. And I think they will. Um, and I think that's going to be, Awesome for the area as a whole and just nightlife at LSU. I mean, right. like to put us back on par with like Oxford, Ole Miss, with Tuscaloosa, Alabama, with, you know, Athens, Georgia, you know, like let's, like, we're a football school. We're, 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 we're quote big, a unquote, big university. Yeah. We're, quote unquote, party school. We got 30,000 students. Like, let's give them a place to be proud of. And like, when away game kids come here, like, Send them back being like, whoa, I wish we had Tigerland and not vice versa. When our people go to Oxford, they come back and they're like, God, we have Tigerland. Yeah, we, you know? we only have Tigerland. And so we're trying to change that. And, um, and I think it was a, we, we took a step in the right direction. And, uh, and I, I think some people are going to follow. So how how was it managing construction? I mean, did you have any background in construction? I absolutely did what, not. <laughs> what did that process look like for you? So I gotta give a shout out. To my my uh contractor, uh, our GC was was Rhett Bourgeois with RMB builders. And uh, he's a family friend and uh he he's like best friends with my cousin, my older cousin who is like 35, 38, whatever. Uh, But always really looked up to him and and, uh, so when I wanted to do it, he was my first call and he's like, man, he's like, I'd love to help you with this. I'd love to help you with this. And so he was kind of uh, our guide through that. He was our GC, but he was also our guide through that, um, that whole process. And so he kind of dumbed some stuff down for me and, and, you know, uh, brought it down to layman's terms on what was going on. Yeah. And then... uh, you know, I went. I went to my dad, and I was just like, you know, hey, kind of how does this process work? Break it down for me, whatever. And 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 my dad was a huge help through the construction stuff. Just kind of bouncing ideas off of him, like, you know, hey, where can we save money on this? Where can we save money on this? And and uh, he he really he really helped us out a ton with with uh, you know, giving us some guidance and, and some advice on on uh, uh the whole process. Okay. You so know. how how long did construction take for y'all? Uh, it took about from from the time that we started um, demoing. It took about ten months. Um, oh wow! And, y- and y'all did like a straight down to the studs. Four. I walls. mean, it was four walls and a roof. I mean, we 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 tore up the floor. It was dirt in there. I mean, it, plumbing, electrical, the whole nine. Um, so it's it's a brand new building, man. I mean it's, it's, I love it. it's, up, to it's up to code. We got fire we got fire sprinklers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if those listening or
0: watching, if you haven't been to Tiger Land pre-renovations, right. you yeah. just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you just don't.
1: You just don't. <laughs> look it up on Google. Yeah, look or Instagram. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So you've got this new building, all this new,
1: you know, great stuff. Did y'all have pizza before the renovations? Oh. We did not. That was kind of okay. a pivot that we made during COVID. Um, you know, like, uh, I don't know if closely you followed kind of the restriction stuff, but. Yeah, you you, you had to serve hot food. It was hot, hot food, food for
0: a while. Hot food. Hot popcorn worked.
1: Yeah, um, it did. But then they changed the rules on that. Yeah. Um, and so kind of when that was going on, we we, we were like, man, this, this is pretty bad. I mean, it was like um, probably about September, October, we started thinking like, hey, maybe we should put a kitchen in um because you know the virus was skyrocketing restrictions were only getting tighter uh and and so we were like wow man i mean we're 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 doing all this and and trying to make this building awesome but if we can never use the building yeah then it was all a waste i mean because at
0: at that time the mindset was that what if we're stuck in this this repeat process this loop of ever evolving rules regulations we can't open back up without a kitchen right but at the same time for a bar you're sacrificing your occupancy space. Yeah. I mean, because your building's only as big as it is. If yeah. you throw in a kitchen, you know, that's going to take up a lot of space. Yeah. And like, it, you know, if, if, if Earl's put a kitchen in the, in the private room, yeah. that can knock out 50 people. Yeah. 50 people, if they buy one drink, I mean, you start yeah. looking at the numbers, it adds up.
1: Adds up. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we were lucky enough, we, we did a, uh, so the concept we came up with to try to use the least amount of space as possible, kind of to your point, was we're going to do a self-contained pizza oven. And it's a, it's a, uh, uh, super high temp. It cooks a pizza in, in 90 seconds. Ooh, I love that. Um, that. so it's quick. Um, and it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. You don't need the vent hood, this, that, and the other. Now, uh, we had a huge storage room that we already had in place. And so we were like, well, can we kind of like divvy this up and make half of it storage and make half of it a little kitchen? And, uh, so we explored that and it, and it worked and, um, you know, uh, I really enjoy doing the pizza. It's, it's, it's profitable and, and the customers really like it. And so um, I think we're going to stick with it. And if we don't stick with it, then we take out the oven and we get more storage yeah yeah i, th- I think pizza is a good choice
0: pizza pizza is pizza, pizza's a good drunk, drunk pizza food. <laughs> slices man you'd be surprised drunk pizza slices. gosh well and it gets people to stay there it does because if not they're like oh we got to leave early to go to because there is a isn't there there's a, there's more food places popping up around tiger land you yeah. got smalls there yeah. is there something on y'all side of the tracks so as well we've
1: got uh we rent to this uh, shows how often uh, our side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we rent our side parking lot to um um Big Cheesy, which is a grilled cheese place. They do, like, special yes, grilled cheese. Yes, yes. Okay, that's Super where they are. Super good. If you ever have the opportunity to, like, they're on waiter. If you don't want to okay. drive out there okay. one night, like, order on on waiter. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, they're out there. And so, um, you know, that's what usually the patrons of, like, the other three or four bars will, will hit up is, is they'll head to Big Cheesy. But what we've noticed since we reopened with the kitchen is that, like, we're getting people in earlier because – now they're not going to superior grill and pre-gaming and eating food and then coming out at 11 now they're just coming to us at nine o'clock they're gonna eat a couple slices of pizza and then they're just gonna do it all with us and so and what we're noticing as well is like you said they're staying later so like once they're drunk like no need to walk outside and get a big cheesy you can keep your beer in your hand and i've got a a slice warmer with a hot and ready slice for you for three bucks yeah and,
0: and what goes better with pizza more beer more beer <laughs> absolutely <laughs> soak up the beer <laughs> that's it and now y'all so what is the the
1: patio space look like now so you know, um because it was pretty sweet before the patio yeah, space was pretty sweet that, before. Was, our, that was our best <laughs> asset pre-renovation uh so we we uh it's the same space we we hung up a ton of string lights uh built a new outdoor bar out there uh got a turf seating with a wraparound bench on it a ton of picnic tables a stage for musicians or whatever um or just dancing it's 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 a really cool area it's a very relaxed area so what we've noticed is like you know if you're trying to really get after it like it's your birthday or something yeah you're probably inside if you're just coming to have a couple of casual beers and hang out with your friends eat, talk some pizza. Over, eat some pizza you're on the patio and you know the music's a little lower you sit down play some cards play cornhole whatever it is and um and so we kind of noticed we, we almost are running uh, two different venues in one. You know, you come out of the really? patio, it's like a super relaxed vibe. Uh, you come inside and it's like, it's like a vase nightclub. It's like, <laughs> you know. So do you ever have like two different bands or like two different musicians so going at one time? We haven't had the opportunity since COVID. Okay. Uh, but we're, we, this fall, absolutely. So like this fall, we're planning on having a, like our regular DJ inside. Patio having it like a band, like a little jam band. And then the tent having a, a, a musician as well. So like, where's the tent going to be? So that big side parking lot that's yes. between us and JLs. Yep. Um, that is going to be a massive 60 by 100 tent with just, I mean, speakers all over the place, laser light show, a 24-foot LED wall. Wow. I mean, it's 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 serious out there. Yeah, good. it's going to be a cool setup. Dude, I love that. It's I'm good not, for I'm game not... days.
0: Ooh, for, that's right, for yeah. game days. Because I think LS, LSU, they said they're going full capacity. 100% 100% capacity in the stadium which is going to be huge which is awesome for us. Yeah. I mean that 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 revitalizes that and also now you're going to start attracting an older crowd to yeah. your bar. Yeah. Which some kids may shy away from but in yeah. the, the day the older crowd they spend more money, hey, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> their <laughs> card swipe just as well as the yeah, younger kids. Absolutely. And sometimes better. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They're they're not afraid to put them down for sure. Gosh. So so
0: y'all are like like really revitalizing that area. Have you yeah. I mean, I'm sure y'all are close in that area. All the bar owners were close and talk. Have they started kind of asking you more about your kitchen side of things? Have they kind of been like, maybe we should put in a kitchen as well?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was more (coughs) like probably February and March. Um, You know, a couple of them reached out like, hey, like, how hard is this permitting process? Do you think we could get one this, that and the other? Do you need a grease trap? Do you need a vent hood? You know, just kind of asking generic questions. Um, But I think you know, recently last month into last month, he lifted all the, the governor, uh, lifted all the, uh, restrictions. And so, uh, you know, I think that, that kind of ship has sailed. Uh, they don't want to be in the restaurant business. I didn't really want to be in the restaurant business, but it's here it's we are. It's a different business. It's a different business. And I learned that quick. I was like, Looking up YouTube videos, I'm like, this This could be super easy. I'm like, yeah, no big deal. It's just food. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I mean, you're like, like, how the level of cleanliness the place right. has to be. I'm like, health inspections, this, that, and the other, permits. You know, like, I have a 1,000-gallon grease trap in the ground now. I got to clean. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different beast. Tons of respect for restaurant owners now. I mean, that that stuff's hard.
0: Well, and then you have, to, you have to balance it, right? You have to yeah. ba-
1: As a bar owner,
0: you make your money off people drinking those drinks and coming in and only drinking alcohol. Yeah. Now you throw in food. You can eat a pizza standing up. Yeah. But it's always nicer to eat a pizza sitting down or standing around a bar. So yeah. now you're like, okay, now we need seating. Now we need high boys. We need yeah. something more than just empty space for people to go out and drink their drinks. Absolutely. I
1: and mean, it's a whole different mindset. You have to get into it. It is, and and and, you know, I think that's why patio has been such a hit. Is is majority of people that are coming there getting their pizza straight to the patio? They want to sit at picnic table with eight of their friends and, you know, chill out, drink a beer, eat a slice of pizza, play some cards, Do hear that. some music in the background, and I that's kind it, of man. the vibe of outside compared to the vibe inside. So it's worked out well, but like you said, totally different um, vibe.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, with it's food,
1: a it's a different vibe, different mindset. Because
0: now, you've, if you're eating food. Beforehand, if somebody spills a beer, you know, it's like, oh, it's whatever. But now it's like, hold on, don't ruin my pizza. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> so you, you've got all these great renovations. One part in particular of your renovation, I want to take a deep dive in your bathrooms. <laughs> okay. Let's so talk you, about your, your bathrooms, which I find this concept really fascinating oh. nowadays, an Instagrammable bathroom. Yeah. All right. You build a bat, which people you think you want to spend the least amount of time in, yeah. right? Which I know, you know, you said your your men's restroom is just a prison. So they go in there, <laughs> yeah. use it, get out. Absolutely. You will see a bunch of guys in the bathroom Hold trying, to, trying to take
1: pictures and post them on Instagram. But your women's restroom, you show me a picture. That thing is vibrant. It is. It is. And like, so when we first opened with the COVID rules, everybody had to sit down, this, that, and the other. Like, what we found was like we've got a little uh, counter. We had a little counter to check how many people were coming in. So we didn't go over COVID right. occupancy. Well, we'd look around. We're like, well, we got 182 people that have come through that's on our clicker. And like, you look around you're like, well, I only see like 135. And like, so we would like, I was like, where is everybody? And our workers are like, they're all in the bathroom. <laughs> and they're like, it's just like, there's 45 girls in there taking pictures, taking time, you know, like taking turns, you know, I'll take a picture for your group. As long as your group takes a picture for my group and back and forth. That I mean, it's just crazy.
0: Fascinates me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That
0: it's like you, you build the, what y'all probably didn't, you know, not look at it. I'll just build a bathroom. I mean, I don't know if, was it
1: intentional to design something like that? Yeah. So when we went to the architects, it was one of the first things I told him. I said, I want an Instagram wall. I said, I need something that is, that is, you know, brandable for social media. I want tons and tons of tags on social media. And, uh, they, they uh, you know, kind of gave us the idea of let's do it in the bathroom. Um, and that's when I, I was kind of talking about it with my mom, my sister, and my girlfriend. And they, uh, to be totally honest with you, designed that thing. And really, they, they killed it. Yeah. Well, kudos to y'all in the crowd for designing that bathroom. I yeah. saw a picture. It's legit. And they they did a I'll really never good job. get able to use it, but I
0: can appreciate
1: <laughs> it. I, I go in there sometimes when we're closed. I'm there like, you. God, this place is awesome. Lay on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, But, yeah, my mom, Whitney and Courtney did a great job with that and and did the sign and, you know, did those little 3D panels, the pink panels and the mirrors that have the light on it and, you know, the neons and all that. And so uh, really has been really big for our social media presence. Uh, We picked up a ton of followers since that thing. I mean, probably five, six hundred followers. Wow. Um, Just from a bathroom. In the last three months. Dude. yeah i mean maybe it's not just from the bathroom but like <laughs> maybe the whole renovation of our tags, has something like, to do yeah with. maybe all of that has something to do with it but like 75 percent of our instagram tags are are bathroom pictures like it's just yeah. groups of girls in the bathroom and they're like oh my gosh house is home yeah. and it's dot 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 ended up at home in the background and everybody knows where that at that's at and uh and so it's kind of become a thing like hey when you go out you either take a snapchat or you take an instagram picture in front of that wall and uh and i think that's something that we have that that other people don't have because the other thing is that you know like we talked about game days game days are huge for us but like when sec schools come to town they follow people that go to lsu like yeah. you get you're gonna be friends with a bunch of people from different tons universities of people, tons of people and so like they see that on their instagram feed all the time like well when they play lsu they're going to come to the house because they want to take a picture in front of the house sign yeah, because, because like that's what you do in baton rouge college students are the same absolutely <laughs> absolutely and so um it's it's been really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I, I had the we had a conversation
0: about that on a uh, Talk 1073 in the morning with Brian Haldane. Yeah. We, have, we have a we have a a weekly segment with him where we talk business and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. in the Baton Rouge community and we legitimately spent a whole segment talking about Instagrammable walls yeah. and how businesses are adopting those walls. It's so cool. You know, it's 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 fascinating. That's like one little wall. And like you're also segregating 50% of your clientele, maybe more than 50% <laughs> yeah. of your clientele. Yeah. I mean like let's get real. Yeah. You know your guy girl ratio. Yeah, it's absolutely. probably 25 or yeah. 70-30, something yeah. like that. You're you're ostracizing it, yeah. 70% a huge amount of, of your of your customers. Yeah. But that 30% is able to draw in so many people because everyone sees it. Yeah. And with the rise and push of social media, it's like I got to get that photo. Absolutely. You know, it's like just the walls. I mean, Earl's here, the big Earl sign. It's a, you, see it all you the know, time. the photo, right? You know the photo. And when you see the photo and you don't have that photo, yeah. You got to get the photo. <laughs> you got to get the photo.
1: You got to get the photo.
0: Gosh, I mean, that's just. How has that kind of played into, like, social media for y'all? I mean, I get at a point it kind of just gets redundant. as yeah. a, does it Or does it? Does it get redundant as a business owner always seeing the same
1: photo? And you're like, come on, we have a killer patio. Yeah, we have right. a
0: killer inside. Yeah. Why are you
1: just taking the bathroom? I mean, that's kind of frustrating. But, like, stuff that we've just talked about internally and no idea if we'll do this or not. But, like, that... One neon sign that you're talking about, the dot, 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 ended up at home, like some ideas that we've had is like, like, maybe let's change it out once a semester. Like, let's get a new sign up there. Like, uh, honey, I'm home. I don't know. Like, you know, play off of the same kind of branding, but like, let's get a new sign up there. Like, let's make it something that like, okay, well, you got the ended up at home sign, but you don't have the honey, I'm home. You don't have the new sign. It said retention. Bring them
0: back. Right. Or right. you throw something in the men's restroom. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> throw something in there to make them feel nice about themselves. Yeah. And then you start playing that hype up. Yeah, I mean, because if you start doing a hype of yeah. it's like, oh, you know, the, the girls versus the guys. Who's got the better Instagram post? Yeah. Now you've created, you know, from a business standpoint, you've created a reason for people to come to your establishment yep. and take pictures and tag your establishment yep. in it. Now you're building up hype and the best for advertising is free advertising via word of mouth.
1: Aka social, social media. media nowadays. Yep, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's everything we do. It's all about like how how can we get this like. Free chatter, like you're talking about, like, on social media. Like, yeah. how do we get it on people's Snapchat stories? How do we, like, like, do we have an awesome Snap filter that's, like, just super funny and well-designed? So, like, even, like, we set up our Snap filter, our geofence or whatever, for our Snapchat filter that you scroll over right, or whatever. Yeah. And it says, like, Baton Rouge you see, or this, you that, the other. And
0: then you can tap to change the locations. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, we set up our geofence for that to be all of Tigerland. And so like, we just like, (laughs) really, even if you're at Reggie's, you can have the house geofence on it. So so what we did was like, we're trying to, to design the most aesthetic geofence that you can possibly have. So like, even when people are like having a great time at another bar and like, they're going through stories. Yeah. Like they're going to just put the house on it. And like, you know, there's people that are from out of town or there's people that, you know you don't know the difference, whatever. They're just like, wow, those people look like they are having a great time at the house. And so like, that's another thing that we just kind of do is just like, well, we're just gonna have a geo for all of tiger land. And if they want to use our filter, they can use our filter. And, um, you know, back to your point, everything's about nowadays, especially with college kids, is is social media, social media, social media. Whether that's good or that's bad, that's that's the name of the yeah, game. Yeah,
0: it's it's the name of the game. It's the name of marketing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's when
0: and you when you know your demographic, you know your target audience. I mean, like you said, it's eighteen and twenty three year olds. Yeah, you know what they're about. Constantly having that feedback from your managers, your door people, yeah. you're able to stay attuned to that. So it's like, oh, what's the next big social media platform we need to be on.
1: Which y'all are on TikTok? I TikTok. hear. We're which started I, on TikTok, which I love. I love it. How is how is TikTok going for y'all? So uh we just started it. uh I think we got two videos. Okay, um, okay. We're, we're 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 trying to. get All it takes is one good one. All it takes is one good one, which is what's so enticing about it, man. Dude, like so. it's like crazy. Like you put up one good post, and like if it's awesome content, the algorithm just takes it and it goes wild, and like you end up with like. Twenty thousand followers. I I I got spoiled. My first video was at
0: uh, Fat Boys.
1: Oh no way! Doing the pizza, the challenge. Big pizza challenge. Doing the pizza
0: challenge with one hundred point seven the tiger. My yeah. first video. I put it up. It wasn't even of the challenge. It was just of us pre challenge. Like one hundred eighty thousand views. Jeez, I was dude. like, I was like, well, this is not going to be the normal. Yeah. Now, 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 it's, like, now yeah. it's like like 2,000. Now it's like. 150. Yeah, yeah, oh right. That's more like way it. That's more automat. like it.
1: That is crazy. But so, that's what's so awesome about it.
0: Yeah. You yeah. have that power to reach those audience. I mean, yeah. I was replying to people's comments like, where is this? Where is this? Yeah. And then you get those great people. Oh, that's easy. I could do it. Yeah, I could do it. Okay. my yeah, give it a shot. Good and, and then man. DM me, you know? <laughs>
1: Tell me how that goes. Yeah,
0: but that free advertising, that free marketing, when you create that buzz and that focus yeah. on a platform that people just are attracted to organically. Yeah, you can't pay for that. No, nah. I mean a billboard, that's not going to do you anything. No, nah. people are going to say, "All right, cool the house, yeah, cool, yeah, the house. whatever." But it's that they live. It's like they feel like they live in that moment. Yeah, at the place that draws them back to them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But what's what's next, man? What's next on the horizon? So, you know. uh, our next hope is that part of our plan is we want to open the first two story bar in Tigerland. So we want to two story. Yeah. We want to expand, uh, and do a little thing upstairs and, um, it's going to be called the attic or that's what we think as of now, the house, the attic and, uh, do like an (laughs) open air type thing with, you know, garage doors and, and, uh, you know, kind of just do a rooftop, uh, type feel to it. And, um, that's our next idea is just, we're, I mean, we're, we're looking to, Again, change the way that the LSU nightlife scene is, and uh, it's been it's been run the same way for 50 years, and it's like, well, we think it could be run better, yeah. And so, uh, you know, we're looking to change it, and uh, that's that's what we think is next for us. Yeah. On on the uh, the groups of the bar owners, are you the youngest? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I think uh, next owner is probably 40, and the rest are over 50. So, you,
0: so, okay, so you got people that are 20 years out yeah. of their demographic yeah. running the bars. Yeah. So I wonder if that's, like, key or part of the success of the house is the yeah. fact that it is that
1: that younger crowd running Yeah. the bar. No, I think it is. I think it is. And, um, you know, like, what we used to always say when we started is, like, we're going to run a, a bar for college kids by college kids. Like, we know what y'all want. And, like, because we want the same thing yeah like we know we want great music we know we, we like this dj we, we know we like this drink special you know like we know people love t-shirts we know people love free, free t-shirts. stuff free love t-shirts love free it. beer mat, gl- mat mugs absolutely they love it all love it and so uh that's kind of what we do and and now even though you know casey and i are are you know starting to to get a couple years removed from that demographic like we still have awesome manager we have and like we have an we have an awesome staff as a whole. And, and that open line of communication. Absolutely. And like, they, they know like, hey, you come up with an awesome idea. Like, you know, we're, we're going to give you credit for it. We're going to be like, yeah, that yeah. guy came up with it. <laughs> Dude, like, don't pat me on the back. That was, <laughs> right, right. That, 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 was that
0: was their idea. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So as we kind of get to wind up the show, we've got a little set list of questions. We yeah. like to ask people very, very difficult questions. First one, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today?
1: Oh, man. Um, play sports. 100%. <laughs> what sport?
0: Football. What's your
1: sport? Football. Okay. Loved football. Which position? I played quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was just, I, I like the competitiveness, but at the same time, just like, your the teamwork and just like, like thinking back to high school football, like you're waking up at 7.30 a.m. five days a week to go to workouts during the summer when everybody else is having a good time all night or whatever. And just like you have your teammates that you're working towards one goal with. And I always thought that was just super fun. And then when it all came together during the season, like you won a big game or this, that, and the other, it was just awesome to celebrate with the people that you know also sacrificed to reach that goal. And I thought that was really fun. And just being competitive, like, you know, to go out there and be like, I want to beat you. We we think, we think our team is better than your team. Like let's, let's prove it. And now you just transpose that into owning a bar. Yeah. I think my bar is better than your bar. Let's go. That's, that's the (laughs) other thing that we do is like, we try to keep our staff competitive. Like, it's all super friendly, but like we'll we'll kind of we'll pick a little fight, you know, with some of the other bars. A good Twitter battle is always Absolutely. good. There's no harm in that. We'll pick a little fight because I like to get the boys riled up, and uh <laughs> and, and they respond to it and they get competitive and they buy in and they're like, "Well, no, like, you know, y'all are gonna get 300 people in there tonight. We'll watch us get 400 people in there tonight." And they start getting all their friends to come out and this, that, and the other. Um, and so, you know, they love the competitiveness, and I do too. Hey, man, I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what are three lessons you've gathered along the way, I man? You're only in this for a few years. Yeah, I don't have, as but much it sounds wisdom. like quite a roller coaster of yeah. a few years. Yeah, I mean, you're you're three, what four four and a half years in. You've had to deal with the pandemic.
1: Yeah, some true. people
0: went 30 years and never had to deal with the yeah, pandemic. 100 years yeah. or 100
1: years. Um, yeah, man, I don't have as much wisdom as as uh, the other people uh, that I've seen on your show, but uh, you got some in there. Yeah, I would say number one would be uh, be what you are, so like you know don't don't try to like be focus your brand or or make your brand into something that it's not like go 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 with the flow like if if you're fitting into this subset of market and it's doing really well, well then like lean into that and, and do it like be what be what you are don't don't try to force your brand into something that it's not. Um, and so I, I think that's number one. Um, not that I have a whole lot of two or three, but that's a big one that I've actually learned um, um, is is be what you are. Be, no, 100, be you are. 100%. Being able to
0: recognize my crowd is 18 and 23. Yeah. I don't need to be searching out the 28, 29, the 30 no. year olds. You know, there's another place that can suit them much better. Exactly. I'll keep that younger crowd. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Exactly right.
1: So, what is something you love about Baton Rouge? man i if you talk to my friends i always tell people like my partner's from new orleans okay and like i'll always tell them like man new orleans sucks baton Rouge is the greatest city <laughs> in the world because he's always yes. around. he's like new Orleans is the greatest city in the world i'm like baton Rouge is the greatest city in the world don't don't get caught up on my, my other friend, manager's from lafayette and i'm just like he's always like oh man lafayette's awesome i'm like baton Rouge. I'd say Lafayette wants to be Baton Rouge so bad that it hurts. <laughs> but but you, you hit him with the ultimate <laughs> reply.
0: You work for me,
1: the bars in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. But no, dude, I think it's the food and the people. And, and obviously, LSU football, awesome. Um, but but the people. I, I grew up here super, you know, everybody's so nice. I mean, honestly, like everybody. Like if you, if you, you know, have a flat tire on the side of the road, like somebody – You know, it might take 10 or 15 cars, but, like, somebody's probably going to pull over and help you. Like, Yeah, someone will stop. Someone will stop. Like, just, like, you know, just... It's the people, man. I mean, it's just... It's it's Southern hospitality. I don't know what you call it, but, I mean, it's it's the people. Dude, and that's, I mean... Oh, we've done, I think you episode
0: 89 or something. And yeah. a, a majority of them have always been the people. Like yeah. the people are what make this city so amazing. Absolutely. And then you've got the food. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, have- yeah. I mean, come on. Like <laughs> yeah. you, 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 can't, you can't top that. And then combine that with the people. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be here? Why wouldn't you want to run a business here? Why wouldn't you want to come live yeah. here? It's like, it's, you know, it's almost, there's no question as to why you want to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. for the final question, man, what can
1: I do to help you? Man keep keep doing what you're doing and, and and trying to help us you know get the word out that that tiger isn't just every bad story you've seen in a news cycle over the last 10 years or whatever like you know there's there's good people out there that are running real businesses out there that are trying to do what they can to be the best for their customers and be the best for their employees and be the best for the area and and uh and you know just just getting that positive message out instead of just like always just the negative, negative, negative of, of our area, which I think a lot of other areas in town that probably should get the same press we get, get away with. Uh, (laughs) but you know, keep, keep putting it out there that, that, you know, Tigerland has good people in it too. You know, we're trying to do right by our customers, by our employees, by the community. And, and, you know, we're just trying to make it like everybody else.
0: Well, dude, that uh, I'll, I'll do what I can for that matter. You know, I'm gonna have to come back out and visit.
1: You might have to come get the beer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm
0: outside of the range. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the demographic. That's all right. We'll stick you on the patio. That's it. I'll take the patio. I'll take a slice of pizza. Absolutely. Ice cold beer, man. We'll make it work. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate Thanks for it. having me, Patrick. It was right. awesome, dude. It was it was a blast. I was like, we could have could have kept going, but I got I got a time. I got a
1: hard cut off time. Stop. We gotta we gotta stop <laughs> at.
0: Um, so thank you, everybody else, for being either in person. Um, or tuning in, whether it be through video or the audio format. I really appreciate it, and I uh, let the guests do as well. And also a big thanks to our lovely two sponsors – Falaya Real Estate, which is a local Baton Rouge-based app that is used to change the name of selling and purchasing your home. If you need to sell or purchase a home, be sure and reach out to them. Tell them Patty G sent you. And also, as you can tell from all the stuff on the table, our new sponsor, Government Taco. Me and Jay, we go back a couple years and his new place right there on Government Street, right down the street from Jefferson, is fantastic Their margaritas are delicious, and they always have some really unique tacos on the menu. Again, be sure to tell them Patty G sent you. Well, everybody, this is the latest rendition of the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G, here with Jeff from The House. If y'all are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and y'all want to have a great time at a bar, go check out The House. Tell them Patty G sent you. And uh, also, if you're a lady, stop in the bathroom, take a pic, post it, and let them know you love it. Thank you all so very much. We're out.